Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Finsider Perspective with Kevin Nogle. Obviously, I'm Kevin Nogle. Uh... It's Thursday night tonight, and normally I'm trying to do this on Wednesdays, so it's always good that on the second episode of the podcast series, I'm already a day late, but had some technical issues last night, decided to record the entire show on mute and not get a uh, actual sound. So got the first five minutes and then apparently hit the button on my microphone, and yep, that ended that. So... If you listened to episode one, and thank you if you did, and uh, if you didn't, you can go back and listen to it, but just follow from here on out. The idea behind this series is that this is just my therapy session. Uh, So many thoughts, so many things about the Dolphins that maybe I don't get a chance to write about or get a chance to form into an entire article. So they're kind of a little bit of a quick hit type of stream of consciousness just to give you some thoughts on what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and what I think happens next. So obviously the dolphins are one and seven on the season, losing their last seven games. That seventh loss came in the seventh straight loss to the Buffalo bills. And it's just, this is a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs or at least competing for the playoffs. And instead they're a team that right now is competing for the first overall pick. And they don't even have that pick because it belongs to Philadelphia. So I, I don't know. I, I I'm never, I'm never going to be somebody that doesn't believe that they can go out and win the next game, but it's just, this is a painful year. And I know there's so much focus on offensive play calling and the offensive line struggling. And why is Jalen Waddle being used is a possession receiver and not somebody who can go take the top off a defense. Why are the dolphins reliant on so many injury prone players and all of that? What is Tua good enough? What, what are they going to do at running back? Because is miles Gaskin good enough? And right now he, he could be, but it doesn't look like it. He's not that stud. He's not Najee Harris out there, which obviously was somebody everybody thought the Dolphins would target. So I I get all of that. But I think the bigger disappointment right now is just the defense. Brian Flores is a defensive coach. The defense was a top five, top 10 defense across the board last year. And they're just gone. And maybe part of that is the, um, the, the offense not being able to put together sustained drives so the defense is wearing down quickly Um, part of that is probably injuries Uh, we've seen cornerbacks linebackers defensive linemen all get decimated by 
injuries at one point or another this season. But I just I don't understand what has happened to the defense that it's just it's struggling from opening kickoff to the final whistle. And it just it doesn't make sense. I, I love I love what's happening at safety. You guys heard me last week talk about it. Javon Holland is becoming a beast. He is a great, great draft pick for the Dolphins. He's going to be a player that can play in that secondary for a long, long time. Um, You've seen Brandon Jones stepping up and becoming more of a fixture on the defense. And it's pushing Eric Rowe into a supporting role, more of a straight tight end coverage type guy. And... That's probably good for him. He he seems to have lost a little bit of a step this year. Maybe it's a little bit of an injury or something bothering him. Maybe it's just that he's not getting into the flow of the game because Javon Holland ain't giving up that position. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what the answer is on the defense. I don't know how they are going to fix it. When that defense can play the amoeba, get after the quarterback, they look more like t- the team last year, but they just they they get behind, and teams can run it at them, and the Dolphins can't respond to that. So I know that the offense is is a disappointment. We thought it was going to be a high powered, throw it all over the place type of unit, and instead it's become a dink and dunk, which is perfectly fine. You can win. Dinkin and Dunkin, and I, I don't really like that term, but you, you can win with the short passing game, but you just have to make the right play calls, and I get all those frustrations, but until this defense gets back to playing like the elite unit they're supposed to be, Miami has a problem. Uh, we'll transition a little bit here. Um, obviously, the story of this past week was the trade deadline and the Dolphins not uh, trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, they didn't really do anything at the trade deadline, but I think that's one of the biggest fallacies of the NFL season. We ramp up towards the trade deadline every single year about how there's going to be sellers and there's going to be buyers. And this isn't the NBA. This isn't the, uh, this isn't baseball. This isn't the NHL. The NFL just doesn't do the trade deadline the same way. It's probably the one part of the season that the other sports shine better than, than Miami. Wow. Again, stream of consciousness shine better than the NFL. It's, it's just, it's not something that happens each year, but obviously there was all kinds of smoke about whether or not the dolphins would go after uh, Deshaun Watson and nothing came of that. I know that Steven Ross apparently met with Watson on Monday before the trade deadline. I don't really have a problem with that. I know that there are some people on Twitter that have said that this shows just how dysfunctional Miami is. And I know that there's some thought that this is going to see a coach while you have a coach, which obviously we've seen the Dolphins do that before. But I think that you have you have the piece here that there's so much baggage with Watson that I don't have a problem with Stephen Ross taking the opportunity to talk to him. Maybe he's saying, hey, if you figure this all out, we would still be interested in you. Maybe he's saying, hey, we 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 had interest, but we're going to stick with Tua. Whatever the, whatever the decision was there, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, 
I will say that it was interesting that the Dolphins realized they had to put Chris Greer out there and let the GM actually talk. And for Miami, that's something that's unheard of. The GM always meets with the media after the season, at the draft, those type of things. The head coach talks during the season. And so the fact that this week they let Chris Greer get some media time uh, was really interesting. Um, He was asked, obviously, about Watson and doing the trade and all that kind of stuff. So he said, uh, I would say it's my job as general manager to always investigate every avenue of players that potentially may or may not be available. First of all, it's no different. We've done that from day one. That's no mandate from anyone. It's just how we operate. I think that's how every team in the NFL operates. In terms of what discussions were had and what people asked for permission and all that stuff, at the end of the day, no trade was made. As an organization, we decided not to make a deal. Basically, at the end of the day, you go through these processes and you talk through things. No decision was made and we're moving forward with the team that we have. He then, because it wasn't over after that, so they kept asking him more and more about the possibility of the trade. He said uh, when it comes to Tua and how Tua feels with all this smoke, he said, I don't think it's any different than any other player on the roster, honestly, because if a player is available around the league that is viewed as being one of the top players in the league at any position, I think you look into it and go for it or try to go for it. Investigating a player at any position, whether it's wide receiver, D-line, O-line, linebacker, if it's a good player, we're going to investigate it and look at it and do it. We're very happy with Tua. We think he's developing well. Brian Flores has been very consistent in his message, and we have been as well. We're working hard. He's showing a lot of improvement, and we think he'll continue to develop and be the player we think he can be. So it continued on. Again, we're doing background work and investigating everything. Just because you don't do that, I'm sorry, just because you do that doesn't mean we're going to do a deal. Again, we're investigating good players, and again, every situation is unique. This was a unique situation. We did our due diligence and decided not to pursue a trade. Then uh, there was a question about whether the Dolphins uh, asked for the women involved in the allegations that if a settlement was done, would they sign a non-disclosure agreement? And I I hadn't seen that report, but it was interesting that the question came up and Chris Greer did not like that question at all. I think any suggestion that this organization would be dealing behind the scenes and try to influence decisions is absolutely ridiculous and categorically false to say that we would be involved in that is just flat wrong. It pisses me off. I'm sorry. So I, I have no issue at all with, Chris Greer saying that to, to allege that the dolphins were trying to force the women into NDAs. And and if there's evidence of that, great, bring it out and we will react to what the dolphins are doing. But to allege that if there isn't any actual fire to that smoke, then I, I get why he's saying it pisses me off and I don't blame him. Uh, he, he was then asked about the possibility that the Dolphins could look at Watson again after the season. And he said, I think, again, you always evaluate the roster. You go through it once the season is done. Right now, our focus is trying to win as many games as we can in the second half of the season. And we'll evaluate it and we'll go through it. And then we'll deal with free agency and the draft once the season is over. So, again, he's not slamming the door. It's a possibility. But... We at least have a few months before that becomes an issue. And obviously 
Tua can go out there and slam the door if he can keep playing well and keep looking like he is growing into the player the Dolphins thought they were drafting. And then Tua also met with the media this week, and uh, he he was obviously asked about this situation, and he was asked if 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 a weight has been taken off him, if he can breathe a little easier, knowing that no trade was made. And he said, not necessarily. I mean, my focus has really only been on the team that we've been playing, and then obviously our team. My focus is just has been just what we can do better each and every day, and then throughout the week to hopefully get us a win. So he he's saying the right things. Whether you think that he uh, he is reacting to the rumors and the speculation or not, he's saying the right things. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick little break here, um, get some ads in, and then uh, talk to you again after the break. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Okay, thanks very much for listening. Thank you for making it through the break. And uh, we'll turn to the injury report. Um, I don't want to go through the entire report. I have it posted on thefinsider.com. You can check it out there. Um, But as the Dolphins are getting ready for the Houston Texans this week, which would have been really interesting if a Deshaun Watson trade had been done, but the Dolphins are getting ready to face Houston. Um it's not exactly a high profile high glamour uh game given the status of both teams and how this is really a game featuring two teams just trying to win a game and both teams are seven or i'm sorry one and seven on the year and it's not a game that probably a lot of people are going to pay attention to um we will, obviously, because, hey, that's why we're Dolphins fans. But you have two of the teams that are at the bottom of the standings meeting up. Um, on the injury report, uh, Jerome Baker, Brandon Jones, Devontae Parker, and uh, Tua Tungavailoa were all limited. Uh, I think the major thing to look there is Tua. He obviously has the ribs injury that we've all known about, um, and that has been keeping him limited during practice. But what popped up on Wednesday and then carried on to Thursday is he also now has a left finger injury. And obviously for Tua, that's his throwing hand. So that's a little bit of a concern. I don't know. He didn't. He did not appear to injure it during the game. He was never on the injury report during the game on Sunday. So it appears that something happened probably during practice on Wednesday and it, it, it has caused some sort of injury, but we'll have to watch. Does he progress? Does he fully practice on Friday? And then is there any doubt of whether or not he's going to be able to play uh, Jerome Baker? Obviously the dolphins need to get him back. He, for whatever it's worth with him in coverage, he, uh, he has, 
been that solid rock in the middle of the Dolphins defense and the tackles leader. And if the Dolphins can open him up to be more of a pass rusher and use those skills, I think that'll help the defense a lot more. Devontae Parker, shoulder and hamstring still limiting him. I I think that if he played last week, I think he's going to play this week unless something happens. So not really overly concerned there. Um, So that's my take on the injury report. Uh, Jerome Baker did say this week, it's a little bit of pain. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of both when he was asked about pain management or it being a movement issue. But right now it's just taking it day by day and trying to just trying to get better and get back out there. So he's not really clear on what his status is, but he seems to be trying to get back. We'll see what happens and if he's able to get back this week. Uh, The final thing I was going to talk about today is the Miami Dolphins upcoming schedule. So Miami obviously is playing the Texans this week. Again, it's two one and seven teams trying to right the ship. And it's probably the Dolphins are not out of the playoff hunt, but they're as far from it as they possibly could be at this point. So I'm not saying that they're going to go on a run here and suddenly put themselves into contention for the playoffs. But over the next few weeks, they have the Texans at home. They have the Ravens at home on a Thursday night. Home teams always seem to have a advantage on the Thursday night game. They then go to the Jets, and then they host the Panthers to finish November. Uh, December includes the Giants in Miami, the bye week, and then the Jets in Miami. So over those next few weeks, you have teams Miami should be able to beat. And I say should because... The Dolphins haven't beaten teams they should have been able to beat already this season. But if the Dolphins can get on a little run, and let's say they beat the Texans, um, the Ravens game probably is a win for the Ravens, but let's say they beat the Texans, they beat the Jets, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Giants, they beat the Jets. That's four wins, five wins, one, two, three, four, five wins in six weeks or seven weeks when you add in the bye. So there's there's a possibility there to at least turn into a respectable team maybe not a playoff contending team but at least a respectable team and at this point that's probably all we're trying to go for for this team for this year let's be respectable let's not give the eagles a first overall pick or a third overall pick let's let's put it in the middle of the pack and let's hope that Miami becomes that respectable team that teams actually fear to play. Maybe not fear because they're going to get blown out, but fear to play because at least they know they're going to go in there and it's going to be a tough game. So that's my thoughts for tonight on this Thursday night podcast for a Wednesday night show and uh, checking my mute button and it is not flashing at me. So I have not hit the mute button tonight on my microphone and Again, looking for a 15 to minute, 15 to 20 minute show each week with all of you. There's no editing. It's just me talking for that time and just trying to give you some of my thoughts, some of my feelings on what the Dolphins are doing and where they go from here. So hopefully my little therapy session helps you because it kind of helps me just get some things off my chest. So with that, 
you guys will probably be listening to this on Friday morning, but have a great Thursday night. Uh, the game is ongoing right now. And let me, while I'm sitting here, uh, it's 21, 10 jets just before halftime. So hopefully that keeps up cause it's the jets and why would you ever want to see the jets win? So hang in there. We will get through this season and hopefully there are brighter days to come as a Dolphins fan. Thank you all for listening and everybody have a good night.